couple years down the road, um, things are a little different. You're uh, you're not really doing much comedy. Um, you're you're like kind of really throwing yourself into a new career. You just woke up one day and you got sick and tired of seeing the little guy being trounced upon. You got sick and tired of seeing regular people getting fucked over by a system or by someone. And you felt that there was a significant need to right some wrongs. Whoa. You take up the flaming sword of justice. What do you mean? You become a private eye. Oh, fuck, dude. You become a private eye. That rules. You go by Little Pat Midnight. <laughs> That's even cooler. Yeah. Um, because you like you still have like your day job, like running the valve, you know, you don't do like, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a PI on the side, on the side, on the, on your days off, because the only way that you can get in the mood is you have to stand outside and look up at the moon at the stroke of midnight and eat a Milky Way midnight. And then you've got 24 hours, a little pat midnight. What do you mean? During those 24 hours after you eat the Milky Way midnight at midnight. While looking at the this moon, sucks. you just like you feel total control over all of your emotions, over your whole physical being. You feel at your at your sharpest for twenty four hours, okay. and then it, then it kind of wears off, and you got to like sleep it off. So you can't do it on days that like you work, you know. But you're off days. That's why like you're not doing much comedy anymore. You're running the valve, paying the bills. But on your off days, you are little Pat Midnight. Did something like inspire me to do this and? Uh, one time you were uh, at a, a show at Spider House Ballroom and you were uh, walking over to Ken's Donuts. Uh, I've made that walk many times. Yeah, dude. We've all been there. And on your way back, you saw like a, a like a cop like hassling a homeless guy. And the homeless guy's like, I'm just hanging out here. you know. And the cop's like, get the fuck out of here. And he spits on him. And you're Jeez. like, hey, man. You you had you had two donuts. You had one donut in each one of your hands, and you go, "Hey, man!" You like raise your hands and show them to him, and like he turns and he looks at you like a fucking wolf looks at a pile of meat. Oh fuck! You holding these two donuts up in the air, and he like takes a couple steps towards you, and that's when you realize that like I can't trust the system. I need to impact the system, so you start becoming little Pat Midnight. What what happened to me in in the with the cop the cop uh came up to you he didn't say a word he ate both of the donuts out of your hands and he, he never lost eye contact with you you were just frozen in fear right you just couldn't move and he like licked your fingers clean of all the sugar <laughs> and then he goes you don't ever question a police officer in this town again and then he walked away well at least he stopped hassling the homeless guy yeah that guy yeah he got away Man, yeah, that could have gone so much worse. I kind of thought he was going to, like, you know, beat my fucking face in. No. I mean, you thought about that. That's why he didn't move and let him eat both of your donuts and lick your fingers clean. But uh, he just I guess I'll just go buy two more donuts and wash my hands as quickly as I can. You go to the bathroom and the sink's broken. All right. Well, would you, never mind, I guess. Would you order the two donuts? 
No. Um, no. I think I would go back to my car and drive home because that is so creepy and weird. So you drive home, right? You just felt like that guy's saliva on your fingers. I barely touch uh, the wheel. You know what I mean? My yeah, steering wheel. But like there was uh, a lot of traffic that day and a lot of crazy drivers on the road. You were gripping it pretty hard by the end of the trip. So basically, like you're a little pat midnight, right? <laughs> okay. So you've got like the you've got like the fedora, you know? You've got the fucking trench coat. That is so cool. When you're I can't pat, tell this is cool or not. When you're a little pat midnight, you wear like a shirt and tie. Of course I would. You know, you different dress. tie, different tie every day. That'd dress, be my thing. You dress I'd be up the for P- the affair. Yeah, you got a lot of I would different be a ties. PI with a lot of ties. So um, one day you're you're you know little pat midnight. Uh, you advertise on on TV sometimes. Like it's just like pictures of like a magnifying glass and like a question mark, and then your voice in the background that's like, "Have you been wronged?" <laughs> Does no one have your back? Oh, man. We'll call Little Pat Midnight. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And so, like, some people, like, reach out to you and they find you. You use your real email address. <laughs> so everybody's like, what are you doing? Pat Dean 84 at gmail.com. Yeah. So it's, it's, like, very obviously you. Uh, so you're, like, at your house one day. You you have, like, have an appointment. This, uh, this young guy is coming over. You're sitting in your house in your Little Pat Midnight clothes. And you hear a knock <laughs> on your door cool you stand up you just swing the door open you go are you here to see little pat midnight like your apartment's like really smoky you know yeah i was about to say i, th- I feel like i would like start smoking cigarettes 100 percent. you got a little silver cigarette holder oh, cool yeah and uh this guy comes in he goes he's like yeah look somebody broke into my house uh, they, they stole like a bunch of expensive electronics, um, some personal items. I got a whole list of stuff they stole and the cops don't want to help us. The cops are like saying that they can't do anything about it. And he's like, I had, I had some really interesting stuff in there. Like I had something that's like really important to me that I have to get back. And I need the cops to in this it. town fucking suck, dude. He goes, yeah, I hear you. I'll take your case. So you, uh, he reaches out. Fuck he goes, them. my name is Anthony Vanzetti. Hello, sir. Patrick Dean. I shake his hand. You don't say Patrick Dean, though. You go little Pat Midnight. Oh, sorry. Yeah, little, little Pat Midnight. I shake his hand. You shake his hand. I'm kind of warming up to little Pat Midnight. I'm not going to lie to you. So you're like, you know, when, when you're little Pat Midnight, like <laughs> you, you squint a lot. You smoke a lot of cigarettes. You walk in shadows, <laughs> you know. So he tells you that like one of the things he goes, he's like, there was this very expensive pair of of sunglasses that have like a very important meaning to me. They're he goes, they look stupid. He goes, they're they're just perfectly square red frames. He goes, they otherwise they look like just normal sunglasses. They're just bright red, perfectly square frames. He goes, that's the thing that I, I want more than anything. He goes, if you can get those back to me, he goes, I'll I'll give you. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you can find out who did this. Wow! You tell me who they are. You bring me those things. I'll give you a thousand dollars. He goes, no questions asked. All right. So he, um, I'm in. Little Pat Midnight at your service. So you get his information, and uh, 
yeah, you know, like detective work, like you just kind of know, like, oh, the 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 first place that they would try to get rid of these is probably like a pawn shop near this guy's house, you know? Sure. Like, what's the first place they could possibly ditch this stuff? So you you like go around, you're like a, you know, driving really slow down like side streets. Am I drinking a lot of coffee? Lost so much coffee. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah, dude. Your car is just full of coffee cups. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just full of coffee cups. Oh no. And they're all like they're all like ninety three percent empty, but they're still like you oh, know man. In pretty much each one of them. So, so my car just just probably is just smells like coffee. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's uh, fine. So many cups. So you're just like there are worse things to smell. You know. You're, but you know what? Little Pet Midnight doesn't give a fuck. Because <laughs> Little Pet Midnight's on the case. Nice. So yeah, you find you find man. his house. You're looking around. Um, you do like a search in the area of like pawn shops within like a like a two mile radius. See, so this kind of in like a sort of a metropolitan area. And uh, you start going around, and and you you go to like three or four of them, and you're you're looking around, and you're not really seeing like he's got he gave you like a list, you know, like. Uh, I've got these two MacBooks and this video game thing and like a guitar and here's serial numbers. Like he had really detailed information on all of it. So it'll be easy to say, Hey, this is where they dumped it when you find it. And you're just like not finding it. You go to like a fourth place and you walk in and, and you see just like the first thing you see are those glasses. They've got them in a case. They got a price of a hundred dollars on them. Uh, and you're like looking around and, and you're seeing like all of their shit. This is clearly where they dumped all this stuff. Wow. You know, you know they've got like MacBooks for sale and like, Jeez. you know, you're, you're able to like match up serial numbers, looking in glass cases and, you know, you're able to like figure out, okay, this is where they took so, all this stuff. Some, I'm a pretty good detective. You're like, you just put the work in. Sure. You know what I mean? You're like here's here's what makes the most sense. Start oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's o- Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi um, didn't have the strongest connection with the Force, so he worked harder than anybody to overcompensate that. And I feel like that's what you're saying right now. Yeah, you're you're the Obi Wan Kenobi of part time detectives. That is so right? tight. So you're like you go to this pawn shop. There's a guy standing Fuck. there. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you say to him? I would ask him if uh, anyone uh, unloaded those items last night. He's like, oh, man. He was like, you know, I can't tell you that. Um, I take out a $100 bill. I slide it towards him. And I do a thing where I kind of like turn around. Uh-huh. I turn back and I and I ask him the question again. He's looking at it. He goes, he goes I could lose my job if I told you any of this stuff. He's, you know what I mean? He was like. That's go, a kind gesture. I, I go, how would anyone know? He goes, there's cameras all over this place. It's a pawn shop. So I take the $100. So what I do is I, I mouth to him to give me change for the 100 mm-hmm. He gives me change for the 100 He gives me f- uh, f- uh, 520s. Uh-huh. I, put, I put it away. And I turn towards him to thank him. I ask him for his Venmo. He's like, I can't give you that. He goes, he goes. They they audio record everything here too. Like they're not stupid. I go, son of a bitch. I guess I just give up and I say thanks for nothing and I leave. As he's like walking out, as you're like walking out the door, he goes, 
the Camry. You walk outside, and there's a Toyota Camry parked right out front. Before before I, I leave, I open the door, I turn to him, and I kind of do a thing where I kind of like, you know, salute him with like my hat or whatever. Yeah. Just as a quick, you know, thank you. Yeah. And then I investigate this fucking Camry, I guess. You look at it, it's just got like a bunch of like uh, fast food wrappers and stuff in it. It's like pretty mm. messy. Uh, yeah. I try to open the door. It's locked. Damn it. I try all the doors. Uh, so you, like, they're all locked. You know, it's like a locked car. That sucks. Yeah. What would you do? Well, I don't know, because he said he clearly wants to help. He said the Camry. Yeah. So I feel like there's clearly something important here that I'm just not seeing. Yeah. I look at the license plate number. It's uh it's, it's a vanity plate. It says Don 420. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You go inside, you kind of like look. You see you like look through the window. Where? You, you go to like you go to like the front of the building, you look through the window. You see the guy, you kind of like raise your hands like what am I doing? And you see his name tag, his name tag says Don. Wait, I see the guy who owns the car? Yeah, it's like his car. He's telling you I, about his car. I walk over to him. That's that's he's the guy inside the pawn shop. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. He's like I'm telling sorry. you that's his car. That's his car. Okay. Yeah. So you Man. can like leave the money in it or like on it? Yeah. I guess what I do is I leave it there. I'm trying to find the best way to like like the most inconspicuous way so no one comes by and takes it, you know? Like probably like under like a wiper blade or something. Yeah, I guess I just do that, right? Yeah. Okay. So you like put the money under the wiper blade. He kind of like sees you through the window. He like motions. You walk back inside. Uh he comes up and he goes he's like uh hey uh he's like uh yeah, this he was this thing you wanted to look at and he kind of like motions you over to the, to like the side and you guys go like to like a specific part of the floor and he gives you a note and the note just says, there's no video camera here. And then it's like the, the address of like the people who traded it in. Heard. Okay. I, uh, I kind of like nod. I go outside. I put and before that- you go outside, you look at those fucking red glasses. Would you buy the glasses off of the pawn shop or would you wait to come back for them? No, I got them right now. So you put the money down. It right? makes no sense to come back for them. Yeah, like a hundred bucks. He sells them to you for like, you know, 78 after you guys kind of like barter back and forth for a while. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, you're probably like 30 minutes to get the cost down. But so you like pay him. Um, you have the address, right? We got the glasses. Would you go to the address? Absolutely. So you you like look I would it up. go uh, straight there, dude. You look it up on your phone and you see that it's like, um, it's in like a a weird part of the city where there's like houses and also a lot of businesses. Um, so you can just kind of be around their house all the time, and you're kind of like waiting to see like who they are, you know? Okay. So you um, 
you decide to like, you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to have to like stake this thing out. Little Pat Midnight's going to have to spend some time on the job. Well, dude, Little Pat Midnight is up for it. Little Pat Midnight is getting a little hungry. So you go to like, uh, you go to a grocery store nearby. You put those sunglasses in your pocket. You're like, I'm going to be there for a couple hours. Give myself a little snack. What would you look at? Um, I would definitely, um, I'll, I would probably look at their, oh, you know what I would do? I'll get some shrimp. I would go to their, um, it's like, I'm sorry to say I'm at an H-E-B. Yeah. Yeah. You're like an H-E-B. Okay. So H-E-B has these like packets of shrimp you can buy, uh, with yeah. cocktail sauce. And uh, I grab one of those. Uh, I probably grab like. I'm not supposed to have this, but I'll probably grab like a Coke too. Yeah. And um, is there another snack I would? You know what? Honestly, I feel like I'd be good with that. Just so some shrimp, you, you shrimp grab some Coca Cola. You grab a cocktail shrimp. You're walking around the store. You pop the bag open. You just kind of start eating them right then. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna buy them. You know? <laughs> yeah. And somebody kind of like looks at you like you're just eating shrimp out of a bag, and, and you just go, I'm gonna buy them. Just keep walking. You're fucking. <laughs> your, your trench coat just kind of flaps behind you. <laughs> okay. So you're you're walking through the store, and there's like a you come across like this big like cereal display. It's a cereal called um, Sugar Jugs, and oh god, why is yeah, it called that? Because they're just like little jugs of sugar. It's like a little little pot with sugar in it. But they have to realize that people are gonna. Yeah, it's it's America's yeah. favorite cereal. So <laughs> yeah. So sugar jugs. Um, and, and honestly, it's pretty good. You know what I mean? As far as like breakfast cereal <laughs> okay. goes, it's it's exactly what you think it's gonna be. All and right. you're you're like, man, I sure could use something like that. Do they have different flavors or anything? Or like- nope, just one flavor. But they're they're running like a. They're running a a um, uh, like a like they have like a game that they run, you know, where some where it's like collect these four letters and win a prize, you know, how it's like one of those one of those sort of games. Yeah. So you're looking at them, and some of the prizes are like pretty good. One of them's like a jet ski. Uh, there's one of them that's like uh, a summer vacation in Jamaica. Uh, there's one that's like fifty thousand dollars cash. There's one prize that's like a million dollars. There's like wow. it's like a huge like giant, you know, it's like a big fall contest thing that they have just to get people to buy more fucking sugary cereal. So you, you're like you know basically it's one of these things where you have to collect the word love L O V E. So each each uh, each box has a little slip with like a a letter in it, and you got to collect love. Right, because even though they're like, you know, like you, we want you to love sugar jugs. They're like, we want you to love each other. Like they're pretty positive people, honestly. <laughs> so you're looking they, at it. Do they mean it, or is that just? Oh a, yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, it's not just like some kind of marketing thing. No, they're like, they're like, they're like good Christians. Okay. But you know, they're not. They're like, they're like, yeah, we just want people to love each other. Okay, but they, that's they, cool. You know, it's just like, oh, okay. Cool. I'm with it. So you're looking at it and you're thinking like, man, you're looking at those prizes. Would you use the glasses on the on the sugary cereal boxes? Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. So you kind of like look around. 
You what take out see? those. Yeah, usually you're like, look, it's just like an empty grocery store. You take out those fucking glasses. You put them on your <laughs> head, and you can like see through the fucking box. Well, you can see through the box, and you can see the letters that are inside of the box, right? So you don't find the one that says love because that's like the big one, you know? But you, you do find one that's like $150 in Darden Family Restaurant gift cards. All right, that rules. So you, you take it up to the counter. Uh, you like, same thing, open it in the store. You're just eating shrimp. You're eating cereal, right? Uh, it's a weird combo. Yeah, that sucks. That is a little terrible. Yeah. That is a bad combo. That's not good. You wash it all down with a nice cold Coca-Cola. You end up uh, driving to the address, right? You got yeah. a, you got a seat full of snacks, right? You got your fedora on. You're wrapped up in your trench coat. You're driving there. You pull up to this. Uh, there's like a, a little massage parlor parking lot. Oh man, yeah. And you're just kind of sitting there, and you're like you're like looking at their house across the street, right? And you're like. Uh, it's kind of like waiting for somebody to come in or come out. You want to fucking see who these people are that stole this guy's shit. Yeah. So you see, like, you're there for a couple hours. You eat all the shrimp. Uh, you finish all the cereal. The Coke's long gone, you know. Yeah. You're just kind of there. Little Pat Midnight. Alone in the car. Doing the dirty work. And that's the way you look at it. You know? Anybody could, you know, get excited about car chases or shootouts or fist fights. But who's got the passion to do this kind of work, you know? Wow. Who's in it because they love it, because they want to make a difference in their community? I'll tell you who. Little Pat Midnight. You light up a cigarette. (laughs) You hang your hand out the window. You see the ember of it reflect in the mirror. Yeah. You know? For just a moment, the way it's positioned, it looks like two like burning red eyes kind of looking at you. And you think, wow. man, I sure know it. <laughs> yeah. So you're just sitting there thinking about life, and then the door of their house opens. And you see you see a couple come out. A man and woman probably in their you know, late twenties, early thirties, both kind of like scraggly looking, you know. They get into a car. They drive away. Do you follow them? Do you go yeah. into the house? Abs- no, I think, well, hmm. you know what? I think I wouldn't follow them. Yeah. I think I would go inside the house. So and you follow um, them another day. So you, you go inside the house, right? You, uh, you're inside and you find like a lot of the, the other stuff on the list, like the, the higher end stuff that like, like jewelry and, you know, like, like personal records like stuff like that like the stuff that's really kind of irreplaceable or like very high value the stuff that they clearly kept that you see it just like on their kitchen table it's just sitting there do you take it yeah so you take it you put it all in a bag where do you go? I guess I would flee. 
So you um you like take a couple steps towards the door and you hear like the slam of a car door. What? And you, you hear like a man's voice like, "Hey, I'll be right back." And you're holding no. like a bag full of stuff. What do you I do? Guess, um, I guess uh well, wow. I would duck backwards. Uh, are there any rooms behind me that I could like sneak into or Yeah, there's like a there's like a hallway to your right with like a couple of rooms on either side of the hallway. Okay, I quietly walk down that hallway. Yeah. And I go into the first bedroom I find cuz it's probably not the adult's bedroom. So you uh you kind of like back down the hallway and you you go in like the first room you can find, right? And you just kind of close the door. You look around. It's just like a plain bedroom. Cool. I just kind of I guess I just is there like a um what do you call a closet or something? Yeah, there's a there's a closet. I duck into the closet immediately. So you duck into the closet. The uh, you hear the man's voice. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then he kind of like stomps out. He goes, "He goes, uh, Brenda, get in here." Oh no! And you hear the and you hear her go like, "What the fuck? What happened?" And he's like, "We've been robbed." And so he's like, "Son of a bitch!" And he he's like, "Like they're both like obviously like very upset and freaking out, you know." So you're just like sitting there in a closet, right? You got a bag full of this stuff, and you hear him, and you hear him like start to like kind of freak out, like, "Oh, somebody's gonna have our ass!" Like, so they you know, they were clearly like working with somebody. They're like, "How are we gonna explain this?" Right? Oh wow! So you hear the woman say, "She's like, we were only on a minute. They could still be here." Damn and it. you hear him. You hear him start like footsteps, kind of just like going room to room. You know, you're in like a closet. You see, uh, it's like there's like the slats in there. You see him come in. You can see him kind of like look around. They like look under the bed. What do you do? I stay perfectly still. You stay perfectly still. They uh, they eventually come over to um to where to where you're at in the closet they open the doors they find you very easily and they both beat you to death oh no <laughs> you just sat there and took it yeah you had a pair of x-ray glasses and you just left them in your pocket <laughs> you just got beaten to death like you, you didn't stand up for yourself you were just holding someone else's valuables <laughs> you got beaten to death in a house and because because you had just eaten a full pound of cocktail shrimp and yeah. an entire box of uh, sugar jugs cereal, uh, you just they just you just shit everywhere. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. yeah, you just they beat literally beat the shit out of you. Oh man! Yeah, it just runs down your legs. Yeah. yeah. Look, well, you know, I knew what I was signing up for when I became a PI. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna. That was fun. I'm not pissed at all. <laughs> a little bad. That rules. Little you, Pat Midnight you, rules. You were getting, you were like knocked unconscious and like knocked on the floor. They were just fucking putting the boots right to your midsection. And every time you would just spray a little shit out of your ass. <laughs> but the way you were laying, like you just saw, yeah, you just saw an eclipse <laughs> as I, you died. I saw you what? Just, you saw, you saw an eclipse. You saw a planet covered the moon <laughs> and at the stroke of midnight. <laughs> Mars came. Mars came in front of the moon at the stroke of midnight. It's not supposed to happen. Yeah, things got things got real weird after you oh. died. But you're lucky you got out when you did. 
eclipsed by Mars? <laughs> yeah, Mars is a runaway planet. It's running oh all over God. the galaxy now. Man, what a fun episode. That was a, such a fun adventure. <laughs> yeah, he fucking died. Yeah. Well, you know. A little yeah. bad midnight.